You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and I am excited to be here today. As always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, a record label owner, fellow artist manager, and author of the Man Bun Manifesto, Mr. Mike Mount. Oh yeah, baby. Long hair, don't care. That's all I got <laughs> to say. <laughs> uh, in the last episode, we talked about the importance of your social skills and how to master them. That was a fun episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, I found a great article on digitalmusicnews.com written by our good friend Ari Herstand titled, How to Get Music in Spotify Playlists. As usual, we include all links to the author and the article in the show notes. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. So, Mike, what is new in your world? Are you familiar with this eclipse that's that's happening? I guess when this episode airs, the eclipse will probably be happening like right when this airs. Yeah. Are you- I am not only familiar with it, I will be uh, in Illinois doing a gig with Ozzy and we are playing Bark at the Moon at the very exact time that the eclipse happens. <laughs> Dude, that is incredible. It is, so, it is a festival called Moonstock, and uh, it will be it will be an afternoon show in the broad daylight, except for the you know twenty or so th- seconds that the uh, moon eclipses the sun. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So I've become educated because I am currently in North Carolina as we're recording this, not far from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, which is the first. I guess real place on you know the East Coast that the entire eclipse it's within the path of totality, which I just think sounds so cool. So, anyways, that's where I am in the world trying to to get my uh, my relax on for a couple days, but still making time to uh, record this podcast with you because that's what we've committed to doing. And you know, once again, you got an awesome topic here. It's one that. This is one that is, in my world, I'm having these conversations all day, every day with people now about streaming and most, more importantly, Spotify. And it's so interesting to me that, you know, Spotify really at the moment has emerged as the front runner uh, in terms of the streaming services. Is that kind of the the bit that you're you're feeling as well? Yeah, I mean, look, the the narrative in the music business at present is very highly uh, detailed 
uh, in Spotify playlisting, Spotify curators, et cetera, et cetera. So even though we're only going to touch on the article, I highly encourage anyone listening or interested about uh, Spotify and Spotify playlist specifically to um, really go and read this article that Ari wrote because it's uh, it's very in-depth and very detailed. But let's kick it off because it's going to be a, a deep conversation. The article starts off like this. Streams are not equivalent to downloads or sales. When someone bought a song or an album, it was because they were a fan of that song or artist. Fandom came first, typically, and purchasing came second. Now, streaming comes first, fandom comes second. Consumer consumption no longer means fandom. It's not hard to stream a song, and it's not hard for a lot of people to stream a song from a popular playlist. That doesn't mean that you have millions of fans. It means you have millions of people who happen to hear your song. Who knows if they even dug it? So that all being said, how do songs get into playlists? How can you get your songs into playlists? Well, there are a few ways to go about this. But first, you have to understand what kinds of playlists exist. There are three kinds of playlists on Spotify. Number one, Spotify curated playlist. The first category is something everyone is familiar with. These are the playlists created by Spotify. Mike, any input on the uh, Spotify curated playlists? Yeah, so my understanding is, you know, Spotify has people who are in charge of each of these playlists. And, you know, most of the stuff that we're dealing with is, you know, rock and metal or, or maybe punk or, you know, the scene. And so, you know, I'm seeing this on my label side through my partner, uh, Cooking Vinyl. We're constantly making pitches to those curators asking them to get you know these songs onto the playlist themselves um for the bands that i'm managing uh obviously you know the labels all have different relationships with spotify or their distributors have different relationships with spotify and this is really going to the people who you know just like it used to be a radio plugger there are now people who curate these playlists at Spotify, and those are the people that are, are putting these songs on there. Is that your understanding of it as well? Yeah, uh, Spotify prides themselves in their level of, of curation and picking the right people to curate the you know uh, right playlists. Typically, those are people that are not going to be under the influence. Those are people that are not going to uh, openly take payola. But relationships certainly are built from the label side with these curators. And, uh, and typically, you know, the Spotify branded playlists, those are ones that, um, like I said, that, they, that, that Spotify prides themselves in their choice of curators. And also, uh, as well as, uh, you know, there's going to be label relationships there. However, I would also say that the three major labels also have their own playlists that are equally hard to um, just get in there just because, you know, you think your band is cool. Anyway, number two, user curated playlist. The second category are playlists created by users of Spotify. Yes, anyone can create a playlist or a company, blog, label, org, what have you. 
So, uh, Mike, any experience of um, you, do you do you have or does your label have have a curated playlist? So we just started one for Outer Loop on the label side uh, very recently. You know, we've been given a list of sort of best practices on things that we can and should be doing to increase, um, you know, our exposure through, uh, you know, working with the the system itself, I guess. And so we've created one and I have a lot of, you know, also I have a list of best practices for artists themselves. And so we've encouraged and helped our artists make a number of playlists themselves. I don't personally have, you know, any public playlists that I'm trying to share, but, but you do, is that right? Yeah. I've got a couple of um, public playlists. If you want to go to uh, volumeforever.com, you can uh, link to them. And, and an interesting fact about my most current playlist. So I do this every year. I mean, granted, I only started last year, but so I have a volume forever. That's the title of it. I had 2016 and I'm currently building 2017. And they, uh, the, the dynamic of the way that the, the, my yearly playlists work is I put one song from one band that is releasing an album that year. So there's no, so it's a 2017 release, one band, one song. This year, I am currently up to 125 songs. And keep in mind, I don't put everything in there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I don't like, you know, but it's 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 interesting, man, because it's like, think about that. It's like we're in August and I've already found 125 bands that have put out 125 songs that I dig. You know what I mean? And this and this is like this is like, you know, sounds of the underground, like, you know, like deep kind of doomy yeah. stoner stuff like this isn't, uh, you know, a, there isn't a lot of common stuff on there. Um and I mean, that's incredible. That that really is. And it just shows how much music is out there. And, you know, one of the things that we've talked about throughout the episodes of this podcast is it's cool. There are tools that are allowing, you know, artists to, to get their music out there. And Spotify is one of the places where people are consuming. Um, but the playlists are kind of cool because it is. It's that curation. And so you're doing, you know, you're serving as a, a user who is curating um, good tracks from good releases each and every year yeah and and uh you know man it's kind of cool like as a music fan right and as a music consumer the platform of spotify and the ability to find so much music out there has has like sort of reinvigorated my love for music it's almost like i'm discovering music for the first time you know what i mean like i almost feel like it's kind of going back to like the 80s with like the tape trading days and just the excitement of finding something new and then being able to put it on this playlist and share it with people like it's it's an excited for me it's like an exciting time that's 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 one angle of my mentality of where music is at right now i feel like it's very exciting for the for the consumer and for the fan yeah i i don't disagree i mean one of the best quote-unquote meetings that i've had in the past few years was a couple years ago i was sitting down with a, a guy at um uh Dario, i believe you know and we were just shooting the shit it was a friday afternoon we met at his office over in brooklyn opened a bottle of whiskey and literally just like cranked open spotify you know and we use some youtube at this point too but it was just like hey, have you heard this have you heard that have you heard this and it just you know we went on this rabbit hole for three hours <laughs> yeah. you know of course talking some business in there as well but you're right it was incredibly um exciting it's and he was joking he's like 
you know, we used to dream about this as kids in record stores. Like, there would be this magic box that had all of the music that you ever wanted, you know, right in this box. And it's like, now you have that. It's called your computer. And if you've got one of these streaming services, you pretty much have every bit of music, you know, that's ever been available at, you know, at the tip of your fingers. It's, it really is, for guys like you and I that grew up in a time when, you had to seek stuff out. And I, you know, I don't think either of us are are those guys that are like, that was definitively a better time. And, you know, people nowadays can't be better fan they can't be as good of fans of music as we have were because they don't have to seek it out. It's like I don't subscribe to that. I think it's amazing the tools and technologies that exist. And, you know, I'm going with the flow, as they say, and, and I'm not judging on anybody who, you know, is fortunate enough in some senses to be able to find music in, in such a, an amazing capacity uh, like some of these streaming services have. Yes, agreed. The third Spotify type of playlist is the algorithmically generated playlist. The third category are not human generated at all. These are the Discover Weekly Daily Mix, which are actually customized per user, and Fresh Finds, which is generated based on Tastemaker accounts. So you know what they're talking about here? Like if you messed around much on Spotify, so like you've got like the Discover Weekly and like the Daily Mix and like the new releases and stuff. Those are all algorithmically uh, pulled together from uh, your own usage internally within Spotify. Yeah, and it's so funny because, you know, I use Spotify uh, all the time. And most of it is actually kind of like checking out bands that, uh, you know, I hear about from somebody else within the business or, oh, you know, one of my bands is looking at taking somebody out on tour. And so I'll go and play that. And so it is really funny sometimes to go to your daily mix and you're like, wait, why is this band, you know, why is this particular band or this style of band in there? And then you're like, oh yeah, yesterday I checked out, you know, someone because one of my bands was going to go on tour with them or there was an opportunity. So, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Like the daily mix, like that's my new radio station. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not, if I'm not in the mood to kind of want to you know hunker down on you know like committing to an album or something but i'm driving and i just want to like hear some jams or whatever i'll just click on one of my daily mixes and it's like it's my own personal radio station you know it's awesome and um and discover weekly is cool too you can find a lot a lot of things in there and then like the uh the friday uh playlist that pops up you know that alerts you of like new releases of bands that you've you know followed or liked or whatever and uh it's all it's all i mean man look in terms of music discovery there is no better place to be it's awesome yeah i think it's so funny when uh, i don't know if you remember when the discover weekly first started popping up and um like i'm looking at mine right now and it's got this must be like my facebook profile picture and then it says your discover weekly and you know i've got this fun picture from a buddy's wedding a year ago on a beach and i remember when they first started popping up people were like you know they got all excited because they thought that their photo had been used for all of spotify you know what i mean and yeah. they were like screen screen capping it be like oh my god can you believe that spotify is using my picture and then they quickly found out it's like Yes, they're tying it. They're pulling it from your Facebook account because you've tied your <laughs> Facebook account to your thing. But it is, and and you know what's 
we haven't really touched on it yet, but I'm I'm seeing some artists uh, either that I'm working with or even through my coaching platform that are finding some really interesting ways to you know go in and get themselves on playlists. And I've watched one artist in particular, you know, get on a number of playlists, and then they started getting into those the discover weeklies and the recommended for you because i don't know what the exact threshold is but there is a threshold of i believe either plays or or playlists that you're on before spotify kind of pushes you into um that you know that algorithm yeah i mean it's it's based on consumption and whatnot and stuff but look back to the the case of point here of how to get on one of these playlists, right? So to reiterate, there is there is the narrative within the music business, you know, um, like radio, radio isn't, uh, it's not a reliable needle mover anymore. It's really tough to get on. It's very competitive. It's very expensive. And to put your eggs in the radio basket, unless you're a top 40 band uh, on a major label, uh, chances are that's not going to be a, a successful outlet for you to, to build your brand. So... Uh, we are living in the world of Spotify playlisting um, and getting on one of these playlists is the idea. It's, it's the goal of, of what you want to try and accomplish. Now, the bigger Spotify branded playlist, that is, that is a higher level of algorithm and curation that a brand new band maybe won't have the opportunity to do at the onset. However, there are a, a lot of people that are independent users of Spotify, this number two category here, uh, user curated playlist that actually are accessible. And, um, and so anyway, here it is. Eight steps of how to track down these user generated playlists and, and see if they'll add your band to them. Now, step zero is... The only way this is going to work is if your music is actually already on Spotify. I just have to say that before we get into it. Um, Anyway, so let me blaze through these and then we'll discuss. Number one, open Spotify. Step number two, in the search bar, type in your genre. In this example, I typed in death metal. Step three, scroll down to playlists. Step four, Find a playlist with a lot of followers. This may take a little digging around, but you know, and it's all relative too, right? And then you can you can scroll past the ones that are have the most, which are typically a Spotify branded one. Um, in this instance, I found a playlist titled Best of Melodic Death Metal. And that particular playlist had 7,500 followers. To, and, and just to give you a, a basis, right? Like my, my, uh, my, uh, yearly uh, volume forever playlist i've got about a hundred followers on those you know and and people actually have hit me up and asked uh asked me to add their band to my playlist and and if i check it out and i like it i do i do add them you know what i mean um so step five click on the creator make and make sure it's not spotify so there's like the name of the creator there or whatever and it's uh you know it's usually like a you know like a just person's name right yeah, because if it is, if it does say Spotify, then it falls into that number one category that we discussed, Correct. which is Spotify Spotify curated playlists. And so, what you're what we're trying to find is the user curated ones. Exactly, exactly. Cool. So, step number six: 
if their profile photo looks like it might be a Facebook profile, Facebook profile photo, you are on the right track. So for instance, I sign in as a user generated playlister on Spotify, my Spotify account, I sign in through Facebook. So it immediately, it immediately dumps in my Facebook profile photo. And then, so my Spotify Facebook, I mean, my Spotify profile photo is the same one as my Facebook. Does that make sense? So but yep. because I sign in anyway, um, step and same, same, same with me, by the way. Yeah. And, and that's why that photo is on my discover weekly as well. And same so. and same with most people. So st- this leads us to step number seven, copy and paste his or her name into the Facebook browser. You should be able to match the photo whenever that all the names pop up. You know what I mean? You can match the photos because they should be the same. If they are on Facebook and most Spotify users are, then open their Facebook account. The final step, number eight, direct message them. Using tactics from our last episode, complement their playlist and their taste in music, etc. Build a relationship. Uh, worst case scenario, you know, off some of these people um, do do you know accept payment, offer to pay to be added if necessary. Spotify publicly shuns payola, but they are way too large to police uh, every playlist and independent curator. So look, I mean, it, it's it, it's just kind of where we're at. You know what I mean? Like like payola, you know. Payola in Spotify playlists is a real thing. Um, <clears throat> they will sh- Spotify will shun it and condone it, but it's something that happens. And if you feel it's a good investment, look, I, su- I suggest uh, I suggest exploring that as a potential option. Um, but there, there it is. There's you have it. There's your eight step, uh, uh, you know, eight step guide to potentially getting your song on a Spotify playlist. Yeah, I think the one thing that I have been told and I and is this skipped from making sure that the the profile photo is there and then uh, or you know identifying the person and then direct messaging them. Not one hundred percent sure, but one of the artists that I'm working with sort of came up with this exact same method, and I think they indicated that you had to friend the person first because a lot of people won't allow you to message them if you are not friends with them. So if that's the case, just make sure that you do that, which I think was was skipped here. It's so fascinating to me because, you know, again, I had a band come to me two and a half months ago, if not more, with this exact thing. And I thought it was genius. I mean, it's essentially reverse engineering a process, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But now that this is out and guys like Ari are writing blogs about it and guys like you and I are talking about it, I'm so curious to see how it really affects things. You know, when one or two people are doing it, it's cool. It's sort of this awesome thing. And, and the band, you know, that, that I'm referring to, I mean, they've gotten themselves on 50 plus playlists, you know, and that's the one that then allowed them to start showing up in the Discover Weeklies. But, um, you know, it's one of those, okay, now if everybody starts doing this, what is that landscape going to look like? Do you have any any thoughts on that? It's hard to say, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of independent curated playlists out there. You know, th- this tactic may be new for a lot of people, you know, not not a lot of bands are tremendous hustlers. And like even at terrestrial radio, 
Paola was a real thing, but I don't know how overwhelming it became. You know what I mean? It's I suppose it's it's yet to be determined. But yes, I think that they'll probably eventually have to be like another another layer in this situation that you'll you'll have to jump through to 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 get to these to get to these people or maybe maybe Spotify eventually shuts it down and only allows, you know, Spotify curated situations if it gets too out of control. You know, who knows, man? Like we're seeing the music business unfold in front of our eyes and it's a it's a new it's a new endeavor every day. You know what I mean? So it's like we we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and a couple other things that I've been um, pointed to, and and we, you know, can include this in the notes if you'd like as well. Um, so if you're an artist yourself, obviously there's a there's a website called SpotifyArtists.com, and that's where you make sure that you are claiming your account, even if you have one, you may not have known that and and gone and and gotten that, and then the instructions. I, I've been given instructions for artist playlists, so. They're saying each artist should have a minimum of three playlists. And so this is just, you know, Spotify's guidelines trying to encourage artists to, I guess, drive people to the platform um, and continue to use it. And then there's some more guidelines that I can, you know, send to you and, and we can see if we want to include these. But it is, it's just, I am, I feel like so many of my conversations at present are really about how are we you know, as artists, as established artists, what are we doing, you know, to, to get people to pay attention to us on Spotify? And then as, you know, developing artists, what the techniques that we've talked about here, what are, you know, how are we going about getting ourselves onto these user generated playlists? It's, it's, it's just, a, it is, it's really fascinating to me. And I'm so curious, you know, in a year's time, when we come back and look at the landscape of the business, see if, you know, Spotify <laughs> is still the front runner if it's the savior of the biz or if, you know, it's just the flavor of the month at present. Yeah, I mean, like as managers or labels and, you know, even independent artists or whatever, you can you can you can access the back end of your account, change your profile photo, do a few things, but I feel like the flexibility of that still is a little rigid. Um like like once once we're able to add our own tour dates uh once we're able to add rather than it being filtered in through some third-party site you know once we're able to add our own merchandise once we're able to add additional photos you know what i mean once it once it becomes once the back end becomes more flexible i feel like that's more enticing to the artist to want to get in and play around with their spotify profiles you know and i, I remember having a meeting at, at spotify like a couple of years ago and i told them i go look man like the, the day that the day that the Spotify artist profiles can become as cool as how the MySpace profiles were back in the day, that's the day that Spotify takes over because that's whenever you have all the artists hyper engaged with their own accounts and wanting to promote them and wanting to hang out there more often and wanting to do more stuff within the, their account on their profile and stuff. And um, so I feel like that they're heading that direction. They're not quite there yet, but you know, I, I feel like that's potentially the end goal, which is exciting. Yeah. And there was another article that, that we, you know, that I'd forward to you. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at it from uh, Bob left sets. And, and it was just, as we were prepping for this, I was, again uh convenient timing that this came in and 
Um, I won't go through the whole article. I'll just read the conclusion where he says, at this point, radio comes last. All the action, all the movement is on streaming services where the young people are. Now, mind you, Left Sets is like in his 60s or 70s, so he's always talking about the quote-unquote young people. Yeah. He does say, and this I found this interesting, you know, rock acts get a disproportionate share of press, maybe since writers at news outlets are middle-aged white men, but there's little happening in that sphere. Sure, some of the acts are selling tickets, but so are classic acts who haven't had a hit in decades, but many of the formats are doing business, so music is healthy, but all the action is online, and it's on music-only services as opposed to YouTube. And so, again, this is the conclusion in his article. If you go read it, and we'll link it, it, it was. It was fascinating to see because, it, you know, with four or five years ago, you and I were pushing everything to YouTube, yep. you know? And and so that's why it's just, and, and I'm curious to see, you know, I understand Facebook is is got a lot of irons in the fire when it comes to music and trying to figure something out there. So I know this is about Spotify and I'm gung ho on it at this moment, but I'm fearful to put all of the eggs in that one basket. I do think the techniques that, you know, we've laid out here are things that developing artists should be doing. You should be out. Like you said, most artists don't hustle and you know, I've shared this technique, you know, like I said, one of my bands brought it to me. I asked them if I could share it with others and we gladly have still, it's that one band that's really out there doing it and getting themselves added to these playlists. So we're giving you, you know, we're giving you the keys to the car, but you got to drive, you got to get from A to B, but this is such, you know, we're giving you a freaking Ferrari at, at present. We're not giving you a Pinto. This is powerful, powerful stuff if you guys are out there and you're looking to get exposure. Like I said, this was you know a band that really has kind of got no name. They've been hustling for two and a half months, and now all of a sudden their stuff's appearing in the Discover Weeklies. That's, that's huge. That's, that's, that's freaking awesome. That's major. So look, before we wrap this up, I just want to say I would love for our listeners to give this a try. I'm curious to know what the outcome is, how far they got. Uh, so I, I highly encourage anyone listening that has the ability to do this to let us know, you know, write us and let us know what, you know, what results you got. Maybe we can do a follow up episode here, you know, um, you know, a few months down the road and kind of, you know, tally up all the different um, reactions and, and and whatnot that you guys got. So I think it could be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, any other tricks that people are using or have found effective, we'd love to hear those as well. And maybe we can, we can cover those. So this is, yeah, I mean, this is something that, uh, you know, it's crazy as managers. It's just another, it's one of these, you know, insane tools. We're essentially, you know, saying, all right, here's another thing that the artist and or as we've talked about, if the artist isn't doing it, the manager, you know, has to have a solution for it. This is just one more thing that now falls into our hands, which is exciting because it's something we have control over. If we put the effort in, we should get the results out, but it also can be overwhelming. <laughs> you know, it's like last week we talked about social media best practices. You can't quit doing social media and just double down your time on Spotify. Like you've got to be doing all of these things and so you know in some senses it is a little overwhelming but that's why uh that's why the hustlers that that truly do all of these things are going to be the ones that that have the best shot at rising to the top no doubt 
Well, that concludes episode 32. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. Because, hey, people, we do this show for you. Consider it a tool for understanding this ever so challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Now, a really fun topic this week. Um, I hope that you survive your Bark at the Moon <laughs> Path of Totality gig. I'm <laughs> Here I am thinking, I'm like, man, a lot of effort to get down here and do this and you know, balance my work life and my play life. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm this badass that's going to be in the path of totality. And, of course, you're playing a freaking show <laughs> with Ozzy Osbourne during it. Like, you just, uh, you're just the baddest ass dude I know. Um, so thanks for including me in this podcast with you. People, you can find me at Loop on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I will encourage you to share this show with others. Uh, if you're not a sharer, please just do us the favor and rate and review us wherever you are listening to podcasts. And last but not least, OuterloopCoaching.com is the platform that I am instructing um, young developing artists on any number of topics. So head on over there to get my free music management primer, which is an ebook. But also check out what we're doing. We've got some exciting stuff that, that is in the works and we've launched a couple new things. So would love for you guys to check it out. But Blasco, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. I, I'm glad that we're we're cruising into our mid-30s here um, and still feeling great. Hell yes. Thanks, everybody. Peace. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.